The following year, civil rights activist Fred Shuttlesworth secured a promise of desegregation of downtown water fountains and restrooms from Birmingham city officials, only for them to renege months later. In April 1963, Martin Luther King Jr.'s Southern Christian Leadership Conference began its desegregation campaign, spurring sit-ins, marches, and store boycotts. The campaign led to King's arrest, and later that year, four young African-American girls were killed in the Ku Klux Klan's bombing of the 16th Street Baptist Church. Meanwhile, white residents fled Birmingham for outer suburbs like Hoover, Vestavia Hills, and Trussville. In 1966, the University of Alabama at Birmingham was founded on the South Side, sparking revitalization within city limits. But even as UAB grew to become a major medical and academic institution, UAB Hospital is Alabama's major tertiary care center with nearly 1,000 beds, and its university enrolls nearly 20,000 students from more than 100 countries. It wasn't enough to stop the emigration of thousands of residents. Birmingham's population was more than 340,000 in 1960. By 2010, that number had dropped to just over 212,000. Now, there's another rebirth afoot in Birmingham. An influx of restaurant and bar openings and a revitalized music, arts, and culture scene has brought substantial growth to the area, fueled by a tax credit and millions in investments. In the midst of the resurgence, Birmingham is achieving its new success within or alongside decaying remnants of its past. Many of the city's older buildings are being converted or renovated into new spaces. Old furniture buildings reimagined as high-end bars, civic buildings as residential lofts. But many in Birmingham question whether the city's growth is revitalization or white-driven gentrification. Citizens have complained that while funds seem readily available to assist certain parts of Birmingham, traditionally black neighborhoods like Ensley, an East Birmingham suburb that was once a thriving industrial town, are left with roads full of potholes. And despite progress downtown, many old buildings, like the Thomas Jefferson, are promised new purpose with little follow-through. Other projects take years to complete after plans are announced. The photos produced from Fletcher's visits to these places are some of his most popular. One of the more well-known sites Fletcher has photographed is the American Life Building, a 1925 structure that has sat vacant since the 1980s. A 2004 plan to convert the building into condos failed, and a similar plan was announced in the late 2000s, only to stall out during the economic crisis. Through broken windows on its highest stories, Iron furnaces are still visible in the distance. A happier story, perhaps, is the Empire Building, a 16-story high-rise on Birmingham's north side that was, until 1913, the tallest building in Alabama. By the time Fletcher explored the building in 2015, it sat in decay, the interior gray and mold-ridden. That same year, plans were announced to revamp the Empire into a luxury hotel. Fletcher says he feels a kind of obligation to preserve these abandoned places on film, though he didn't always see it that way. I didn't start out to document for historical purposes, he says. It was purely selfish. I wanted to go to a place and take photos. But over time, says Fletcher, he's become what he calls a de facto historian. People comment all the time on my blog with memories, he tells Smithsonian.com. These places meant so much to people, and now they are just rotting. There are so many memories that float around in places. You can feel it. Now Fletcher realizes the historical implications of his work. His photos of buildings slated for raising or restoration may be the last record of their place in Birmingham's past. The buildings I saw were molded, 
trashed, full of forgotten relics, he says. In a year or so, some will be pristine businesses and living spaces. I want to capture the images before they are lost. He recognizes, though, that many, if not all, of the downtown buildings he photographs share a one-sided history and questions whether their future will look similar. I'm sure all of the locations I photographed used to be segregated, he says. I wonder to what extent they will be again once they've all been gutted and repackaged. In many ways, Fletcher's work is a photographic narrative of Birmingham's simultaneous growth and decline, a reminder that even as Birmingham grows, parts of the city's past are being left behind. Some people take offense to my work and its popularity, Fletcher says. They want everyone to know that my work is not representative of the city as a whole. Birmingham is open for business, they say. I guess it is, but until you start selling these condos you are making, I'm not sold.